Welcome back to the Scoop Podcast. It's your lovely host, Mr. Foop. Been a while, been about two weeks. Uh, you know, had to take a little hiatus and whatnot. Uh, still been active on TikTok, though. Had to get the content going on there. But it's an all-star break. Doing this on Tuesday, so well, we'll come out on Wednesday, so you'll see. Um, we'll have one more day, I guess, at that point until NBA comes back in full force, you know. People have to go outside and touch grass. And if you haven't been touching grass already, I, I suggest you guys do that. You know, get your exercise, go for a walk, breathe in that fresh air. It can be uh, inside, indoors, watch NBA and glue to your screen all the time. But um, this past weekend, All-Star uh, weekend, pretty pretty successful weekend uh, for my standards, you know, as a Damian Lillard fan. But we're going to start from the beginning of everything that started. Uh, I'll, I'll say for the juicy stuff for last, or it'll be like uh, probably middle, middle last. But All Star Weekend, uh, I didn't know, I didn't watch the the Rising Stars game or whatever G League shit that they had going on, because I didn't even realize that the G Leaguers were going to play their own team against, I guess the Rising Stars. Jalen, Ro- I think Jalen Rose team had, you know, the rookies and sophomores. I, I don't know. I didn't really know how it was going. Uh, on that end, so I kind of was like ignorant to that. But the G Leaguers beat one of the teams. Couldn't believe it. Uh, one of the you better watch out for him. Um, damn, uh, the name is blanking on me right now. But one of the G Leaguers for the Miami Heat. Somebody told me he got called up, but he he cooked that game. A lot of all the G Leaguers were actually playing for for some shit. They really wanted to not lose. Shit was amazing. And it was funny to me because they really tried as hard as they could not to lose that that matchup. But that's how it is. You kind of don't want to lose at all. But it's funny how the, the G-Leaguers got him out of there. Alondi Williams, that's what his name was, from the I think Sioux Falls team. He going to get that call up to the Heat, and he's going to be one of them people when the Heat get in the playoffs that are just going to cook. And you're not going to know who he is until, you know, backtrack to a time like this where he was hooping some of the NBA players. So, yeah, that was one of the events, you know, celebrity game, freaking Kai. <laughs> Kai promised Ruby Rose he was going to score 30 points. Ruby Rose made, like, a little video for him. Couldn't fucking believe it because Ruby Rose made me a video like that. I'm not going out there and, and, and playing like ass. But then again, Kai got hold because he only played, like, five minutes, I'm pretty sure. Shannon Sharp didn't want none of that. He didn't want any, any parts of him, bro. And I realized a couple of days after, because I saw he had four points. So I was like, oh, okay, he had two shots or like two for some in five minutes. I was like, yeah, that's pretty good. But I realized it was different point parts on the court, I guess. And he just happened to hit one shot for four points. So he only hit one shot the whole game. You know, Shannon Sharp going to look out for him next time if he, you know, happens to be in another celebrity game for the NBA, at least. Uh, yeah, that was pretty funny to me how the four points came from one jumper. But, hey, some people can't even get uh, a four-point shot if we end up getting, like, a longer, I guess, shooting range, if that ever is the destiny of basketball to get more points or just lower the points of stuff we already have right now. But regardless, Kai had that little performance. Stole Ruby Rose lay. Couldn't believe it because it couldn't be me. Ruby Rose sent me a video that score 30. I'm scoring 30. I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna. I'm gonna shoot 500 shots if I have to, but I'm getting 30. 
best believe I'm doing that. Michael Parsons went try hard against fucking civilians. <laughs> you an M- <laughs> NFL player. Job at 37? I guess people that just got to do regular, regular shit, bro. Nobody go through that rigorous routine it, it takes to be an athlete like you. You don't have to do all that, bro. He was looking like freaking Miles Garrett out there, bro. And Miles Garrett was even chill on the shit. He was just, you know, trying to actually hoop motherfuckers. He was just trying to power through people. He was really trying to play hard as shit because he ain't win shit in Dallas. So he had to win some that weekend. So then, yeah, 37 points, 16 rebounds. Nakua had some some illustrious dunks in there. Pretty, pretty, pretty solid on that front. And then we're going to move to the little, to the, to the best, the better part. The skills challenge. Skills challenge is kind of like, you know, boring. So at least to me, it was a little, oh, I think the, the thing that made the skills challenge the most fun was Scotty Barnes and Tyrese Maxey because every single year they seem to not be able to make routine <laughs> jumpers or floaters, just fundamental things. They just not, I wouldn't say forget. They just don't want to make them, I guess, when it comes to all-star weekend, which is granted because it's supposed to be fun. It's a break. They've been playing basketball nonstop for three months. Let them have a little little fun out there. But I think that's what I enjoyed the most about it because we knew the Pacers won't win. I felt like it was pretty obvious. They have the most chemistry. Why wouldn't they win the skills challenge? They play with each other all the time. Everybody else has just been stuck together off some just thing they were related to, I guess. I don't know. I don't know why Trey... Scotty and Tyrese Max were all together. I don't know what the, what, the, what the criteria was on that front, but I know the first round picks are all together because uh, I said first round pick. Well, yeah, first round picks, but number one picks in the draft were all put together because, you know, number one picks. Uh, and, and Edwards didn't give a fuck about also weekend for sure. He was shooting all left handed jump shots because I was watching him. He was shooting corner threes. I don't know what part of the skills challenge it was. He was shooting corner threes, and I'm like, why? Why his form look weird? What is he doing? And he ended up being just shooting with his left hand. I was so fucking confused. But he really just said, I don't give a fuck. And went out there and did not give a fuck. As he should. It's a break. It's your off time, bro. Go goof around. You might learn something. He might start shooting a left-handed jumper during the season. It might be cash of them bitches. You never know what he's working on behind the scenes. He's just giving people a glimpse. But I thought that was funny. Scotty definitely made that made that whole skills challenge funny because his dribbling, just his demeanor, his dri- the little dribble drill. He lost the ball. The dude had to kick it to him, and then the little half court shot to get a tiebreaker for one of the the rounds. He just decided to turn around and shoot it backwards and got nowhere near the rim. And I'm pretty sure he hit a fan in the stands. Um, that was pretty funny. And I felt like he was just truly one of the people that was truly enjoying themselves out there, like Ant as well. And I think he just made it a lot more refreshing. I definitely want to see him come back to Skills Challenge. But if if any All-Star Weekend event happens, Scotty Barnes has to be there for sure. One of the funniest people just to watch play basketball, whether serious or not serious. One of the funnest people to be, just attend them type of events. When we move to the the three-point contest, you know, Dame reigning champ was rooting for him. Other people could have definitely had had a chance and definitely was thinking about Kat. Not really anybody else for real. Maybe Hallie because, you know, hometown, but, or I guess team town, not hometown. You know, Wisconsin dude. But 
it was Halley's. For me, it was between Halley, Dame, Cat, but you know, Dame always going to be at the top. But if he got upset by one of those people, it would have been surprising to me. But everybody was shooting lights out. Everybody got over twenty, and I, I was surprised. Cause it didn't feel like before that wasn't a thing. But it just, I guess, this year, this day and age, everybody's a lot better at shooting. Everybody got twenty above twenty, and then it was a four-way tie between Halley, Brunson, Cat, and Dame. They all had twenty-six points, and so they had to do a little tiebreaker to break that. And then it went to the final round and Dame ended up, he, he could have easily, easily could have just cleared it with no shadow of a doubt, but he wanted to make it suspenseful and shit with his weird ass. Well, like, well, we know you, well, it, it fried me because he, he, he had a whole, the last rack, all he had to do was hit one. He had to miss all of them. He's like, you know, I'm gonna make this last one. I'm like, bro, you don't gotta keep me at the edge of my seat, but just secure it, just you know, solidify it. But he did. Hit the last shot, made it suspenseful, tapped his watch, you know, made sure it was Dame time, and won back to back three point contests as he should, you know, one of them ones getting recognized, and yeah, it was cool. And then after that, it was a Steph versus Sabrina three point shootout, and I didn't know that they. Because I know beforehand they were just going to shoot from their respective three-point shots. Sabrina from the WNBA, Steph from the NBA. And then they're going to use their respective balls because Sabrina's not going to shoot with an NBA ball. I don't expect her to. You're not really used to that. So, yeah, I was like, okay, this is how the matchup is going to go. She's going to be a little bit closer. But then as it started, she was just stroking that shit. As it started, I'm like, dang, this doesn't look like she moved up any further. And she just hit. I'm pretty sure she hit like four or five in a row. And I'm like, is she at the WNBA? I said WNBA. Is she at the NBA line? I, I was I was shocked, but then I was like, this is a real stroker. She really got that shit on her. And I was I, I also saw her stats because you know I pay attention here and there to women's basketball because I used to practice with the women's basketball team in high school, uh, and I feel like that gives you a glimpse of showing that. You know, they can play, too. They are bucket getters. Our, our girls' basketball team was very good. Went to states or either went to states or went to the semifinals, you know, regionals. I think regionals is the one before states. Um, really good basketball team. Like, a very great program at my, at my high school. And so I wasn't even surprised, like, she could shoot. But I, I saw her stats. She's shooting 45% from the three in the WNBA. That's fucking crazy. But think about it. That's really crazy. That is really crazy. On, I think, eight attempts a game? That's, that's fucking wild. She had 26 points and tied every single other NBA player. She could have won the three-point contest out of all the, the, uh, the NBA players. Shit crazy. But, you know, Steph, one of, the, one of the best shooters of all time. Wanted him to lose, but he wasn't going to. Didn't defeat her in convincing fashion, but convincing enough. Had 29, beat her. But it was cool because I feel like everybody was really locked in. And once they saw she shot from the NBA three-point line, it was enough to, I guess, garner more respect. But it was still respectable because either way, she went outside her comfort zone. She hit the, the, the racks from the NBA line. And then she hit the, I don't know what the, the shit is called, but it was a little bit deeper. So she already hit, she's already hitting from deep already compared to what she's normally shooting. And she hit even deeper than that. And I think she hit one of those. So she she has range. She's like OC range. And I feel like it, it opened the door a little bit more for 
a joint WNBA NBA experience with those all stars. And next year, we're probably going to have the same one on one matchup or a tag team matchup. But I feel like it opened the doors a little bit more to get people to pay attention to the WNBA. And upon what other things have happened in the past year or so, I, f- I feel like also the addition of gambling on WNBA unfortunately has garnered it to have more clout, more people tuning in because, you know, their money's on the line. But, you know, that's as wild as it can be, I feel like that's a good stepping stone. You know, we take it another step further. People now have arguments of, about WNBA players on Twitter. And I know this may not be one of the defining factors, but if people are talking about players really locked in of, of comparing people or even trying to have like a legacy battle with certain players, you know, not trying to pit against them saying like one person's really ass, one person really not, but just like comparing accolades, comparing stats, comparing games, uh, gameplay styles. I feel like that is a, another big step taken into recognizing what the WNBA has to offer. And I think that was pretty much the best part of the All-Star weekend because what followed after that, if they should have just ended it right there. Because, you know, you always think the dunk contest is going to be wowing. Ooh, ah, no. No, that's good dunk contest. We already know. It's fucking eight years ago, man. Can't believe I'm saying that. It's that long ago. But the dunk contest was poop, shit, balls. Jacob Toppin got hoed. He had the, <laughs> scored the second lowest in the dunk contest off of a and I think an East Bay with two hands. Yeah. Or between the legs with two hands. I don't know if it's easy. I don't know if that uh, 360 between the legs or just between the legs with two hands. And got like a 46.7. Should fry me. I couldn't, I couldn't believe my eyes. Uh, Jaime Hawkins didn't really do much either. You know, I'm happy he got out there. Jalen Brown just got carried the whole way through. Mac McClung. He, his best dunk was the first dunk. Jumped over somebody, caught the ball, dropped it, caught it again, reverse. Tough-ass dunk, especially if you jump over somebody and then doing that. Uh, and then his later dunks weren't really that special, but they if they gave the Jalen Brown, I would have rioted because Jalen Brown's dunks after that, I'm pretty sure the first round, he just did a regular windmill. You're 6'8". A regular windmill got a better score than a 360 between the legs with two hands by Jacob Toppin. Because I know Jacob Toppin had a lot of dunks in, the, in his back pocket. You know, his brother Obi. A you know dunk specialist, dunk masters. That it. Oh my god! And then Jalen Brown did a tribute dunk to Terrence Clark, I believe. You know, no, no way gonna really hate on the the you know the action of it, but it's like the dunk wasn't good. Could have did a better better dunk. You know, a tribute dunk. I get it. Can't really hate on the tribute dunk. You know, to be respectful, I understand that. But then he then proceeded to jump over fucking Kai Sinet, sitting in a chair. And then he dabbed at the end. I'm not doing that. Nah, 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 nah. Mind you, Kai is 5'3". And then you tell him to go sit in that chair. Jalen Brown, you may not be able to jump over many tall people. I don't know your jumping abilities. But that dunk, getting a high enough score to be put in the final rounds, man, y'all, y'all judges are shameless for that. Very shameless. Very, very shameless for that. Not gonna lie. That and I don't care if he's one of the first all-stars that got in the dunk contest and because all-stars don't want to participate. That doesn't mean anything if you're just if you're just gonna go out there and bullshit or go out there and just do some regular shit, bro. Just okay, cool. I'm I'm surprised that to this point 
like actual dunkers like Zion, Ja, Ant haven't participated. I mean, I understand they probably don't want to get hurt. Um, probably not a big ass appeal. Adam Silver, you're gonna have to work your magic. I know you you got something that cranium working working out for next year, but try to make this zone exciting because y'all keep bringing back McClung like a circus moose, circus animal to just bring life to the dunk contest, and he does it. He definitely does. But you know, this year was a little a little bit lackluster for him, but that's because he's also been cooking in other facets. He doesn't have to practice his dunks all the time. He's actually been hooping in the G League, like actually work on his craft. So if you if you go and just bring that man out just to do that, bro, at least give him a spot on a roster, bro, like a real spot. Not no 10-day contract. I need a at least a two-year contract for him because he, he, he's been trying to carry y'all ratings for two years now. Back-to-back dunk champion now. So, yeah, give my man some. Like the winner of the dunk contest, if you're going to put a G League dude in it, give him that contract. Give him that milli. Give him that two milli. Hey, two years, five mil. Solidified. Yeah. Give him that contract, man. And then we move into the last day, the All-Star. You know, All-Star game. I thought they were going to do the little target score. I don't know how they determine if they're going to do it or not, bro. Like, I don't know why they didn't. People didn't really try that hard. Are we very? Are we really surprised about that? Luka and Jokic didn't give a shit about the game. They did two little, like, funny things, passing the ball back and forth to each other. It was just, like, it was really logged in this weekend. I don't know if it's, a, you know, just their personalities as people or just their play style or where they're from. Because I don't know how close Serbia is to Slovenia, um, if I'm being honest. But they was really locked in. It looked like sometime down the road they might even team up. And he even said it. If, if Luka's frustrated with Dallas, he can come to Denver. Because, you know, why would now that Jokic, Jokic is kind of like a Denver household name, won the chip, he can't really just rock and leave. <laughs> it's in even saying that he won the chip, I not that I forget his skill set and how impactful he is. I'm just like, damn, he really got a ring. Like all the people on that team got a ring and Daniel got a ring. That's why I just, I just keep thinking about that. But it's not a knock on him. It's just like, oh, you would think. I guess previous to last year, oh, if one of the people are frustrated, oh, just go team up with Luca in in Dallas. You know they don't get the assets for that though. Absolutely zero assets for that. Um, but it's kind of the reverse, and you might see them teaming up down the line. You know, two two foreigners. I feel like Slovenia, maybe not the baby similar to Serbia. I don't know. Not gonna say that, but um, they really locked in. They look like really good friends. They didn't care about the game though. That that man, that man Luca going cook cook regular season, cook postseason, but that All Star game, hell no, because he doesn't have to do shit. He really can relax. Like that's his that's his that his downtime. Bam, Bam Adebayo hit a fucking three. I couldn't believe it, bro. I didn't even think he was going to attempt one. He man threw it off Jokic back, dribbled past some. Jokic did his old slow trot. He tried to cross Jokic up. And then he just jade him. Only points he scored that game, but it was crazy because that was some points. Everybody else didn't really try that hard. I felt like Jalen Brown tried hard as shit because, you know, to make up for the ass dunk contest performance he had, or just because he wanted just to hoop. I don't think it was because of the ass performance. I don't think he really cared at the end of the day. I don't think he really hear you don't really listen to the motherfuckers chirping like me. Um but 
had a good game, 36 points. Halley had a wonderful game, 32 points, 10 threes, off of like 70% from the three. Fucking crazy. People were, you know, talking about he got MVP shows. And Dame took it from him. And he had to hold it. He had to he had to get taken from him. But I don't think that's what the case was. People try to, you know, make whatever narrative they want to make because he tapped his his hand, talking about it's my time, you know. You know, the kid's gonna do that, bruh. I'm calling him a kid, like we're not even similar in age, but yeah, the kid gonna do that, bruh. And then Dame told him, be humble, you never know what your time is, you know what I'm saying? And Dame wasn't talking about that, he's just talking about, you know, success in general or winning in general. Because you know, yeah, you might keep winning, you might not. You never know. Um, but you know, you can have confidence, you know, boast around here and there. But you know, to mock another people, another person's celebration, you know, you know, chill with that. But so people were saying Dame was trying hardest shit to get the MVP from Halley, but nah, definitely had a good game. Two half court busters, splash, nothing but net, no bank shots. He had 39 points, 11 threes, all-star MVP. But, you know, before I get into his all-star MVP performance, I'm going to highlight some other players. Shea, Mr. Consistent. I did not think he was going – I know people don't play that much defense in that game, but he has seven threes. I was very surprised, but he's very consistent. That's Mr. Consistent, man. All the memes you be saying about Mr. Consistent, that is Shea. 31 points off of, like, 60 to 70% from the field. That's, that's his favorite stat. I feel like that's his favorite number. 31. Because he he wear number two, so maybe like 31, because you know, three minus two, three minus one. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. But he doesn't really get anything other than 25 or get anything over like 37. He really stick around the 29 to 33 range always, no matter what. Because I'm thinking, like, will he ever hit 50 points? He probably would if I feel like his whole team don't play or he hit like four threes in a game, he might touch 50 because I know his career high is pretty sure is 44 or 45. So, you know, a couple more shots in them, in them games or if OT game type thing happened in those games. But that man is very consistent. Hit that 31 benchmark that you like to hit all the time. And then fucking Cat. Cat was a dude that his his number really crept up on you because you saw him get a lot of dunks he just tried to do reverses just reverse clutches and you're like you see him hit one you hit him say hit a second one then you hit him then you see him hit a third one then you're like hmm this man's getting a lot of dunks he's getting a lot of dunks how many points does he have this dude ended with fucking 50 i couldn't believe it i was like damn cat could get mvp of the game but his team was down by 20 if the West were in the game, Cat would have got all-star MVP. I would have been sick because Dane should have got it. And I thought Dane wasn't going to get it because he was missing threes close to the end. You know, not cashing them jumps. And I was like, Halley better cash them. I'm like, bro, you better cash your shit. And then he hit another half-court shot. Then he hit two more threes. I was like, yeah, but we locked in. And then he got booed. I get why he got booed, though. We and then Indy. You going to get booed, bro, regardless. I don't give a fuck, bro. I was, I was in my house. Cheering up and down, yeah, yelling at my screen. Yes, sir. Damian Lillard, another accolade to add to the cabinet. We're going, we're going, we're going for the chip now. I'm not a Bucks fan, but you know, I'm a Dame fan. So as long as he win, the Blazers win, he win, I win. 
So it was overall a very successful weekend for me, and I was very happy to see Dame won the three-point contest and also game MVP, the first person in NBA history, might I add, to win both in the same season. So, you know, making history there and whatnot in his ripe old age of 33, proving some points, showing some things to these people, and yeah, showing the haters that they're going to keep hating and he going he gonna to lock in. People are talking about he trying hard to shit in an all-star game that it don't mean nothing. But this is the, this is the game that just make a smooth sailing for the rest of the season. He struggled a little bit first, the first you know half and ten games. It's smooth sailing from here. You gonna see you y'all gonna see a different Dame now, a Dame y'all not familiar with. I'm familiar with the Dame that's better come up. Y'all not familiar with him though. So you are gonna see a, a a new uh, a new Dame per se, I guess, according to y'all eyes, because. Everybody talking about Dame Wash, Dame this, Dame that. Y'all didn't watch Dame in Portland. So hush up, sit down, relax, get your popcorn, and tune in for a master class from Dame time. Dame dollar. Lock in, man. But yeah, this just wanted to recap all that if y'all wasn't really locked in for real. But we're going to be back in the consistency of every single week, Wednesday, you know. Maybe switching up the days or so, getting a guest on here or two. But yeah, enjoy all week. NBA starts back up on Thursday, and we locked in again. Yes, sir. Hope you all have a good one. Peace.